Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, and so are you. And so is this wonderful brother we're going to talk to from Newport News. He's a singer, songwriter, and worship leader. This is none other than Luke O'Neill. Luke, welcome to the podcast, man. What's happening? Cool to be here, man. It's cool to be here. I'm grateful you are. You were uh, recently on our sister show, Artist Impact, and I think we had you peaked out in Chesapeake, Virginia, but uh, you're in Newport News now making it happen. How's life for you these days? Pretty good. Just moved into a new apartment like a couple of weeks ago, so now I can do some uh, you know, more music stuff just by myself, and plus my recording studio that I go to is closer out here. Actually, instead of it being an hour away, it's about 10 minutes away, so it's a lot closer. <laughs> That's absolutely and, uh, right, man. I, I saw the uh, song that you were working on. You you did a few minutes of it on Facebook, man. I thought that was fantastic, man. So are you still a uh, worship leader at the same church, or did that move as well? I'm just doing volunteer at a different church now. I see. Very cool. And how long uh, have you been a worship leader? I, I know that you grew up in church, uh, very strong Christian background, but um, was this something that you picked up preteen or earlier or what happened? So after, well, for, for one, I guess I'll go into my backstory. Um, as a kid, I hated singing. Like it was never anything I ever wanted to do in my life, even for fun. I didn't think it was fun either. I thought it was weird. And, um, my dad and my parents, they were they always done music stuff. My dad was like a music minister for a while. Plus, he and my family sang at nursing homes before I was born. And uh, when I became a Christian, I saw my dad with his guitar, and I'm like, oh, let me try that. that. That looks pretty cool. And then after a year or no, after a little bit, I was like, eh, no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> so I quit playing guitar for like a year and then randomly picked it up again played some little concert and when I graduated middle school and then after that I always told my parents if I'm gonna go to high school you gotta find a school that has a worship team and this is me but not even really knowing what worship really was or what a worship team was but ever since high school through now been on worship teams as long as I can remember when did you write your first song I think I was about 16 or 17 i remember um i knew i wanted to be a songwriter because when i was a kid i always well not when i was a kid maybe a little bit around the time i started playing guitar i would write down little things that i would just change up songs that other people had written just to like you know just to see what would happen but then when i was 16 i wrote my first real song that i released to like local radio and different radio stations around the country. And it was, it was, it was real, real encouragement to see what that song did because honestly, it's probably my least favorite one that I have out now, but everybody still loves it. So well, what was the name of it? The song was called miracle. And with that song, I, I had a friend text me and they were just going through a lot of stuff and I've always, wanted to write songs and write encouragement towards the people who struggle with depression and anxiety and all through high school that's 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 what was visible to me that's all that looked like people struggled with at the time and so I'm
remember just texting. It was just not like it was just it had to be a God response because I couldn't have come up with these words myself. I just replied to her struggles with you're not a mistake. You're a miracle. Open your eyes. You'll see you're beautiful. And instantly I was like, that's got to be a song. And if it's not, then I'm going to make it a song. And so I took it to a radio station who invited me out and they actually covered the recording process to record my first song. That's absolutely right. And you said uh, for it to appear on radio stations all around the, uh, the country. That's fantastic. And that's how God opens doors, man. You had a wonderful song that you submitted to Artist Impact called I Know. But not only was the song incredible, you had an incredible story, backstory to it. Would you like to uh, like to let us in on that? Yeah, um, that ended up being one of my favorite songs to write. And this, this, but the person I wrote about, I'm still close to this day. And it's so cool to see how far they've come. But a while back, I had a friend who texted me one night. And she said, hey, I just, I need to talk. And I was like, okay, well, that never sounds good. So her and her friend had put me on a FaceTime call, and she had told me how she was really struggling, really hurting, and she wanted to run away. She felt like she just couldn't do life anymore. And she went into her bathroom and started just taking her pills, taking her medicine, and just kept taking pills, hoping that maybe her life would end. And in the nick of time, her mom had walked in and caught her and stopped her and held her and tried to comfort her. And this is what she's telling me in this moment. You know, I wasn't expecting this. At, or like, it was probably around like seven to eight o'clock at night. And so you think of all the Christian cliches that you can say, but then it's also like, okay, well, do you want me to listen to like, I'm thinking, okay, I should listen instead of try to talk. So that's what I was telling her. Like, Look, you already know you know the truth you've grown up in church and you you go to church and you you understand jesus so you know you already know anything that i probably could say to you but it's a blessing that you're still here and i remember her posting a lot of stuff that she's been writing because she's a songwriter as well and we've actually written a song that she has out called uh what's it called i will not fear it's a super good song definitely check that out and um I remember her writing one called Never First, where she just felt like she'd always been put last in her life by everybody who should have put her first, like her father and past relationships that she had been in. And I remember reading it and just thinking, she needs somebody to respond to that. And at first I was writing it in the terms of my response to her. And the more I dug into it and then I took it to the recording studio, it changed into God's response to her. And originally it was going to be called Always First, just to counter Never First. And then as I started writing it, we literally took out the words Always First. I'm like, well, I can't use that anymore. <laughs> so after a while, me and my buddy, we sat down, we're trying to think of a title. And I'm like, huh, I say I know a couple times in the song. And wow, actually the whole song kind of, literally is God describing what she's gone through. So it's, you know, I know. And we ended up making a video about it. And I was super excited to do that because I knew that with the song and the story, there had to be a video. I just like, I knew the video was going to 
touch a bunch of people. And funny enough, even the person who was in the video, it touched because they had gone through a similar thing with a sim, like, actually, with some, what, okay, how do I explain this? They had gone through a situation that that person I wrote the song about had gone through relationship-wise with the same person. So they all got connected in that video. And it was just crazy to see how God brought everybody and everything happening in full circle with that. Absolutely. And that's a wonderful story. Can you uh, tell us, since she's a songwriter and an artist, can you uh, tell us uh, the young lady's name so that we could, uh, you know, avail ourselves to some of her music and artistry as well? Yeah, her name is Marissa Willis. And one song that uh, helped write with her is um, I Will Not Fear. And I love that song so much. It's so good. But the first song that she ever put out is called Mystery. And I got to play a little bit of acoustic guitar on that song. It's super good. Let's definitely check it out. My goodness. Man, that's fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit, uh, Luke, about your songwriting process. I mean, so you collaborate with others, but do you have a template that you work from all the time? Or are you just like the, the rest of us where ideas just kind of flow from the sky <laughs> and whenever you can grab your guitar, <laughs> you go for it? I think sometimes it's like that, but so I've been going to this uh, new church and I get to, I've been meeting with one of the pastors like once a month and he knows that I write songs and that I've got some album radio. And I was telling him that I really feel like I'm called to be a songwriter, whether it have my, whether I'm singing the songs or if other people are singing the songs that I get to partake in writing. And he had told me to see what happens if I just took a break for like a month of writing. Cause for some, I, I don't know what it was, but I just had tons and tons of ideas I was writing down. I look back through and I'm like, I don't even know what half of these are, <laughs> but, um, so he told me that I should take a break for a little while. And that was hard because every time I had a, a cool idea, I thought it was, and I was just like, no, nah, let me just let it go. And then through that time, of talking to a bunch of songwriters that I'm friends with and pastors and mentors and really just reading my Bible more. And even, and there was a worship class that I had went to one time and I really f learned about the true necessity to make sure a hundred percent that the songs I'm writing are a hundred percent theologically accurate. And I really had to take a step back and think about it and make sure, because if I look back at a couple of my songs, they're not you know, wrong, they're not heresy, but there are things that I could be so much clearer in. And it's not good that you know, it's not as clear to understand certain parts. But what I've been doing lately with the songwriting, because it, it's been a month, so I've been writing a little bit more. I started taking scripture instead of just the ideas and the feelings that I have about God. I wanted to start out with the scripture and then see how I feel afterwards instead of starting out with my feelings and just letting scripture take its place as it goes on. But um, definitely with the past few, well, past two that I've written, um, there's one called don't be afraid that I'm actually finishing up Saturday. That I'm super excited about at first I was writing, through my feelings. And then this is while this whole process is going on of learning about songwriting and worship. I took a step back and I really looked at scripture before I went any further. And I honestly think it's going to turn out to be way more amazing now that I've looked through scripture instead of just my feelings. That's really, really cool. 
So the pastor that you're meeting with, is uh, he a songwriter as well? I don't think so, no. He's just an awesome pastor. <laughs> That's, that's very, very cool. You know, since uh, this month, we were taping this in the month of May, since the month began, um, I went through the process, I'm going through the process, I should say, of reading through the Psalms. Now, usually in my devotional time, I'll add Psalms to whatever I'm reading, if I'm studying the book of John or what have you, and then I'll read a couple Psalms, but I've never yeah. like started from one to go through all 150, and uh, as a songwriter, myself, it's given me a little bit more insight on not only, you know, David and, and what he walked through, uh, but, you know, the sons of Korah and whatnot, and just really the song structure, because I'm reading from a very uh, contemporary translation, but just the strong, suck, uh, strong song structure, say that three times fast, of, of, yeah them writing from pure experience you know some of them are lamentation but you know just it's it's really i think strengthening me i haven't stopped for a month or do anything like that but i really do applaud you for saying before i pick and put pen to paper i want to be theologically accurate because i think uh really truly if you're writing christian music if you're writing praise and, mu and worship music that um that should be the focal point of what happens every time because yeah. there's a yeah. lot of Christian music out there that uh, I call and I would like to know your thoughts on this. You brought it up, so I'm, I'm, I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying, but I really do think there's a lot of Christian music out there that is just, I call it pimping Jesus, and it's really just about being a Christian artist and not really being transformative in the way that we could use this wonderful gift we've been handed. I know I gave you a lot, but what do you think? So it's kind of cool because I was also interviewed on a radio station out in Chesapeake recently, and I touched on this, and this was like Monday. So this is still fresh in my mind. It's cool that you brought this up, well, that we are elaborating on this. But um, so I saw a video the other day of one of the worship artists that I listened to and they had made it very cut and dry about how a lot of quote unquote worship music is now. And a lot of quote unquote worship music that we sing in church glorifies our problems more than it glorifies God. And I didn't, I never really think about it like that before, but it, it's really true because, you know, we, we sing about, and you know, it's good to have these songs. It's good to have the encouraging songs that, you know, you know, when, when I'm worn out, when I can't do it anymore, God, you can, or, you know, God, I'm scared. I need you to pick me up. Those are good songs and we need those. But when we're using those songs as our only source of worship, it's not actual worship because worshiping is sacrificing of yourself for something or for someone in this case, Jesus. And when it comes to true worship, I'm, well, worshiping someone is for who they are, not what they can do for you or what they have done for you. And God is good, regardless of, you know, him picking me up when I fall, regardless of him fixing my problem or helping me through it. He's good. And it's hard to see that. I mean, it's easier to say that when everything's okay. And that's actually what the new song I'm working on Saturday. The first line, it says, it's easy to say that you're going to make it, but it's harder to believe. And it is. It's too, it's way too simple 
to say these things on a live interview or on a stage at church, you know, prosperity gospel, everything's going to be okay if you just love Jesus. And I just think that we need to focus on being more accurate. And, you know, we don't have to have these super thick debates on topics that aren't going to actually matter on this, like on that side of heaven. But we need to make sure that the gospel is the forefront that, you know, Jesus Christ died on a cross to conquer the power of our sins and was raised three days later. But I think we just need to focus more on not ourselves. And I think that we do that subconsciously now, even in our songs in church. Like we make worship about us instead of about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, me centered uh, lyrics. Me, I, us, we, and less you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which is, which is interesting. And I, I don't say that as a condemnation, but it is a valid observation that more and more and more, we, you know, we've turned the cameras in on ourselves. So uh, if I could ask another question with respect to um, uh, being relevant, um, and I see a lot of artists now. I'm a jazz guy. I'm you know I'm I'm a jazz musician, and uh, a lot of the stuff that we write, my band and I, you know, we uh, it's instrumental music. That's neither here nor there, uh, but we don't market ourselves as Christian artists. But I'm really tied into that particular world. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm an old guy. I, I've got a couple years on you. So I've seen the, the, the transition from what was really uh, more of a sacred position of the gift that you hold to more of a transition of doing a lot of things and I'm not going to name them, but just doing a lot of things in the name of being relevant. Where do you, um, in your approach as an artist, say, well, this is a line that I will never even come close to uh, for the sake of being relevant in my music, in my artistry? See, I've uh, I've heard a lot of bands, um, Christian bands that have had to fight their own record labels and a bunch of different famous groups that have said, yo, if you just cut out the Jesus stuff, then you could probably make way more money. You could be way more popular, way more known. And I don't ever really, I don't think I've ever focused on quote unquote being, I guess, relevant, or at least I've never thought about it, but now you think about people like Michael W. Smith, who's been around longer than I've been alive. And he's got all these songs that people still sing and listen to today. And he wasn't like, I think even a friend of mine did an interview with him. And I don't, I can't remember what he said, but I know it went on the lines of he didn't never focus on being relevant. He just, I guess people still like, you know, they just like listen to his music. And I think it comes down to, you're not so focused on writing for other people. Like, like, yes, I write songs to encourage other people and to, you know, to build them up when they're struggling. And also 
to God in some senses, but I'm not focused on writing for people to like me, I guess, or I'm not writing for people to spread me, if that makes sense. Any song that I write, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with me. So I, I think I said it earlier that if I was a songwriter and nothing else, like if I didn't sing, I'd be okay with that simply because if somebody else got a message out that had a larger voice than I did, by all means, go ahead. And even if I wasn't a songwriter and I was just a, like, if I had nothing to do with music, God would still use me in some way. And that's really all that matters. And I think that we, we treat it like God needs us sometimes to do some big thing in his plan, but he doesn't need us. He wants us and he gives us the opportunity to serve him. Man, that's huge. Man. Can you say that again? That's tweetable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a 10th Avenue North song right there. God, you don't need me, but somehow you want me. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. So tell me, tell me about your approach. I mean, this is the entree musician entrepreneurial tell me about your approach to uh, business as you are handling your career do you have a team with you are you wearing all of the hats at this point or or how are you putting those things together i don't know i mean i don't necessarily have a professional team i have a bunch of people supporting me and that that you know that means more to me than i could explain but no i don't i don't i just i don't have all of the business sides of things yet i don't have promoters and specific labels and producers and all this i, I go to the guy from my church because i think that he's made the best sounding of my music lately and, I, and like I'll, I'll pay him what he wants because he, i feel like he deserves it and yeah, the studio guy. He's he's a, he's a worship leader from my church as well. So he, and he does. No, he he produced. I know. So I feel like he's he's proved himself. And yeah, I don't. I do what? That's a really big sound on that record. I know. It's a it's a big sound. So yes, great studio. Yeah, he's great great dude as well. He's super like inspiring, and he's also a good mentor. And. Yeah, I don't have a lot of things that other artists have involving the business side of things. It'd be cool to have them. They just they haven't shown up. I just have a lot of people supporting me, and I'll be grateful for that as long as I have it. Right, that's right. So, what is your what is your marketing approach then, um, as an entrepreneur musician? I mean, um, so are you? Uh, uh, using a lot of social media or are you, you know, just on one platform or are you picking or choosing? I guess you're doing a lot of radio because uh, even from the time you got started, you, you've had your music on radio. So what does that flow look like for you? Yeah. Pushing songs to radio has been always a fun little game because you don't know who's going to take it and who's not. And you know, the blast emails and all that, like, Hey, this guy's got a new song or, They'll go to some of the blogs that people write, like Louder Than The Music and um, a bunch of other people who do stuff like that. And I just it's really just about making a bunch of connections. Like uh, Even in my area, we had a music festival back in September where Chris Tomlin and Vertical Worship 
were the headliners and I got to be the opener. And it was just about, you know, talking to people, becoming friends with people. And so I've become friends with the radio stations in my area, the radio stations, even in other states that I've never even been to just with phone calls and emails and talking to people and sending them my music and them somehow, some reason liking it. And it's really just about who I've connected with and sharing my music and you know, having it on radio, having it on you know, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, and sharing with a bunch of people, different churches that sometimes ask me to come out. And even just, <laughs> just wherever I go, I always, you know, if I'm talking about Jesus and stuff and I'm talking about, they, they, like people find out real quick that I play guitar and I'm, I play music. And even people who just see me, like even when I was moving or every time I go outside, they'll see me with a guitar. So that's open door to talk to somebody about, for one, like, yeah, hey, I play Christian music. I, you know, and talk to them about Jesus. And then they also get to look up my songs and they share it with their friends and their friends share it with their friends. It's just a cool thing to see sometimes when people you don't even know are inspired by you know, the songs that God gives you. And it, it, that'll always be something I treasure. Like one quick story. I remember I played at a coffee house out in Portsmouth, Virginia. And I had been praying for one of my friends for a really long time who had also struggled with suicidal tendencies and thoughts and depression and anxiety. And I had, this is around the time that I Know's music video came out a little bit. And I started singing it. And I remember looking up and seeing her singing it back to me with her eyes closed. And ever, if I ever see someone singing a song that I wrote, that that just hits in such a way that nobody can explain. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Now, you mentioned the uh, video um, for I Know, but uh, you have a lot of cool videos on YouTube. Who, you know, who does that for you? Um, you certainly have a video team that uh, is doing a great job. So give that a shout out. Yeah. Um, so for I Know, I think that's really the only one that I used somebody for videoing. And his name's Grant Hart. He does amazing stuff out. He's out from Virginia Beach. And I've seen a lot of different stuff that he's done. But he, man, when I saw the finished product for the first time in that video, I was blown away. Like, I was, for one, it was my first music video. And for it to be as cool as it was, for one, it's like, it's mine. I, like, I was beyond impressed and beyond satisfied with that dude. Like, I paid him a good chunk. <laughs> but um, it, it was worth it. it. It was definitely worth it. And he deserved everything and, and more. And hopefully soon I'll be working with him again for some more stuff. That's good. Well, I'm so grateful, man, for the time that you've given us and uh, for your artistry and ministry uh, that you're doing. You continue to grow. You continue to write. You continue to release. But I always ask this question, Luke. I say to to everyone who uh, comes on, you've obviously done uh, a lot of interviews before. Is there a question when we set this up that you thought, you know, Jerry's going to ask me this question and I'm going to be ready for it? But for some reason, I didn't ask it. So <laughs> could you answer the unasked question? Yeah, honestly, I did think that you're going to ask 
So um, do you have any new music coming up? Because that's just one I've been hearing a lot lately. <laughs> so to answer that question, I am this Saturday finishing up the song Don't Be Afraid. Mm. And I think that'll be a really heartfelt, scripture-filled song. And just a quick backstory on it. Uh, my mom was not doing well with her health at the time, and she's doing a lot better now, praise God. But there was something, it was just, it was constant, and we weren't sure what was going on. And my sister had called me freaking out, and I love her to death, but sometimes it ain't that bad. So I'm <clears throat> trying to balance that out. And, but I knew that you know, it could have been bad. So I was trying to reason with her, and, she was crying on the phone and I was trying to tell her, like, I'm thinking like, okay, well, I know that I'm the youngest of my siblings and that they're, they've had more time with my parents than I have. So I know that, you know, I know my parents will probably, you know, be with Jesus a lot sooner than I will. And that might, that might be around the corner. It might not, I don't know. And I don't know if I've accepted that, but I mean, I know, I know it's, I know it's true. And so I remember her really being scared and I was, I, I, I just, I didn't know what to say. I, I was just trying to calm her down and, you know, be, be there for her. And I really realized that tracing back the issue with her was, is that she was, she was afraid and she was anxious and nothing terrible had happened yet per se, I guess. Well, nothing had happened. So the anxiety came from a lie. The fear came from a lie. So I was like, okay, this is fear. And I, I thought about the songs that I'd written. I'm like, well, I don't really have one that touches on fear. And so I just started writing, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. And I took it to my buddy in the studio. We wrote a little bit more. We're still writing a little bit more. But it says, he will guide your steps. You'll make a way when the hope you had begins to fade and your tears become the only way you pray. His peace will cover the pain. And I can't wait to finish that one just because I know that that one is, it's it's going to speak volumes. Even to, It'll probably speak to me. If it doesn't speak to anybody else, it'll speak to me more than probably anybody because I'll be listening to it on repeat just because of the message of the song. That's right. The message and the story behind the message is beautiful. Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing so personally. Um, from that experience and uh, we'll continue to pray for mom and uh, just speak healing over her from our hearts and we can do that from Ohio to uh, Newport News you know that right <laughs> yeah. there's no GI hey, my mom's got family in Ohio so that's cool too that's cool absolutely excellent well I certainly Luke appreciate your time how do you want people to get in touch with you man what's the quickest way for them to do that to reach out to you uh, you can find me on Instagram at Luconio Music Official. Um, shoot, if you want to even message me on TikTok, actually Matt Hammett <laughs> had messaged me on TikTok. So I mean, it's Luconio Music on TikTok. So just anywhere you can find me, and if you want to book me or anything like that, just email me at luconiomusic at gmail dot com, and I'll be happy to get out where I can. That's very very cool. Well, I appreciate your time, man, and. Uh... 
We'll catch up soon. This won't be your last time on the Entree Musician because I know you got plenty more music to share with us. Don't be a stranger, okay? All right. Blessings. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Entree Musician. That's Luke O'Neill, excellent songwriter. Yeah, you definitely have to check out, I know. And uh, go to his YouTube channel. And there are some other great videos that he did mention that were absolutely on there. And they're going to bless you and touch you. You know, my name is Jerry B. I am The Entree Musician, but you know what's most important. You are an entree musician too. Go do it. Make it happen. Join us at theentreemusician.com. Come on in, visit, kick the tires. Let us know how we can stand by you to help make your music career as successful as you want it to be. That's why we're here. We're a great community and we welcome you in. Peace and blessings to you. We'll see you next time.